Glad you could join us for episode 154 of Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. My name's Dave, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, Wayne, as we embark on a new journey of pilot previews before settling into multiple episodes of a particular show. So like we said last week, we're not making any promises yet. Yeah, we're kind of like the uh, the prince in Cinderella, right? We're going to dance with a, a bunch of the girls in town, and we'll see which one we fancy the most. All right. And uh, do the shoes have anything to do with it? No. Okay, good. Uh, no, well, she should be wearing sensible shoes. Okay. But, yeah. All right. Well, tonight we're here to discuss the pilot episode of the science fiction series, Charlie Jade. But before we get to that, Wayne and I want to remind you that we'd love to hear from you via email at sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com or at the website where you can leave a voicemail using the leave voicemail tab. You can also record your own audio clip and send the MP3 as an attachment, or just send us a tweet at Sci-Fi TV Rewatch. And as always, we'd encourage you to consider joining the Facebook group and join the discussions there. While I was, you know, waiting for our recording time, I, I did knock out the last episode of Game of Thrones. Are you up to date? Yes. Um, Man, what a bummer, huh? Yeah, I guess. Uh, you know, it's funny. That's not one of my favorite storylines, the one with Bram. Well, but it was getting awesome when they were going back and he was having the visions of, of uh, Ned Stark when he was younger. Yeah, true. And that, that was not, God, I can't think of the, his last name is Bean, Sean Bean, right? Yeah. That was not him. Right. Yeah, just It was uh, a guy that was supposed to look like guy him. Guy who had a strong resemblance to Sean Bean. Okay. I guess they didn't want to pay Sean Bean for like a- Well, 20. he was supposed to be younger too. Well, true. So And, yeah. and still had his head. Right, but uh, but yeah, you know, it was good. You know, it was yeah. The, well, the most recent episode probably wasn't as good as like the couple before that. But you know, that end with Hodor was just man, it just tore tore the old heartstrings right on out. Oh yeah, and then you you see how he got his name and yeah, wow. Mm -hmm. wow, wow. Now I mentioned this to you uh, earlier in the week. Uh, I think I've given up on the Flash. I'm gonna finish out this Stop. season. I'm just not feeling it. And there's so much stuff. God, I look at my DVR and it's, you know, I'm two episodes behind on 12 monkeys. Haven't seen last week's arrow and here it is Tuesday. So we got another one coming up. I still have another flash. I'm one behind on penny dreadful. And I know I'm forgetting. I'm trying to watch wayward pines. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? Are you like doing work or something? God, well, now I'm sleeping once in a while. <sighs> You're sleeping. That's even worse. I hear you. <laughs> but I don't know, um, you know. Yeah, yeah, I hear you. I've and you know, it's funny because as you know, people listen to this podcast know I've gotten pretty cutthroat this year. I come to the same conclusion. It's just there's just I'm just it's just too much, you know. And like I, I'm starting to feel like I'm not starting to feel required that I should watch these shows. I'm not even podcasting, you know. And then so the ones that I really just yeah, like Gotham, which I liked last season, but I just I, I can't really. Really, I don't think I can really enunciate what happened. I don't really start not liking Gotham, but I just, you know, cut Gotham straight out. Winona Earp, which is a show that probably, if that show came out over the summer, I would definitely be watching it. But as it is, it's just like, nope, cut that. I was, I'd watched both the first two seasons of Turn, Washington Spies, which I, again, I like that show, but just... You know, now it's like I, I got a starting lineup, and if you can't crack the starting lineup, you get cut. Yeah, we can't. I can't have a bench. 
There's right. not enough room on the DVR, especially during lacrosse season. Right. I mean, we might sign you as a free agent somewhere down the road, but yeah, yeah, maybe if if you're still if you don't have a team over the summer, maybe we'll we'll get you. But right now, sorry, kids, no, no place. Yep. Well, why don't we jump ahead? Talk about Charlie Jade, and and you know, before we get into it, I got to say that that really it's a show that was brought to my attention by Kevin Batchelder, who's over at Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV, and you mentioned Winona Earp, and he's doing a podcast now called Tales of the Black Badge that you can also get through the Tuning Into Sci-Fi TV feed. And, you know, look, thank goodness it's not time travel. Or is it? <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, all right. Well, before we get into all that, let's, let's do the, uh, the basic stuff. This is Charlie Jade... Pilot episode, season one, episode one, called The Big Bang, created by Robert Wertheimer and Chris Rowland. And this was written by Steven Zoller and creator Robert Wertheimer. And I got to tell you, you know, I'm looking at IMDb, and this is pretty much all these guys did, which hmm. is surprising. You know, I mean, I think I like this show a little more than you did, but but still, I mean, it's a strong episode. So that, that was just surprising to me. Yeah, I mean, especially when we know how, I mean, all writers, directors, actors, I mean, these guys kick around. There's like this community, right? Yeah. Like this this sci-fi community that a lot of the same guys, just you see them with multiple shows and everything. So, Well, and then when I looked up director T.J. Scott, then I was rewarded with just the expectation you just mentioned because he's directed multiple episodes of Xena, Andromeda, 12 Monkeys, Orphan Black, Dark Matter, you mentioned Gotham. And the strain, so he's all over the place. So I, I don't know. But th- yeah. this one aired April 16th, 2005 on Canada's Space Channel. And it, it later aired on Sci-Fi US in 2008. And it is a Canadian-South African co-production that was filmed in South Africa. And it's kind of cool because you can hear the accents of some of the actors. So you'll, you'll hear, uh, you know, the main character, Jeffrey Pierce, who plays Charlie, it sounds like it's an American accent. He's probably Clearly Canadian. North American accent, yeah. yes. Now, he was in the show called The Tomorrow People, which I vaguely remember. That's not that old. No, they, that was pretty recent. Yeah. A show called Cult, again, pretty recent. Alcatraz, right. which I believe was with, uh, oh, yeah. with Hurley, right? From Lost. Yes. Glad All right, now, the only other actor that really... I, and I didn't recognize him, but but he's at least been in something that we recognize, and that's the guy that plays Soso, David Dennis, who was in Dominion, which I believe got canceled just this year. It's been on Sci-Fi, so it's a lot of people that we really don't know, actors, and yeah. that's okay. Now, that's so that's fine. Right yeah. now, if you're listening to this podcast and you haven't seen the episode yet, well, I, it depends on whether you like spoilers or not, but. Well, if you don't like spoilers, you should definitely stop yeah. listening right yeah. now. Though we already kind of messed up Game of Thrones for you. Sorry yeah, well. about that. But uh, the interesting thing, and I, when I say interesting, I mean interesting in a bad way. It's not available currently on Hulu. It's not available on Amazon Prime, and it's not available on Netflix. Yeah, it's like Dark Age. It's the same thing like WTF, man. Like, how is it not available anywhere, you know? Like, what, who... Who's like, are, are they waiting for the 10 year reunion or something like that before? Like, it's just. Yeah, I don't, I don't know, it. but it is available online at the dailymotion.com. And I put the link 
on the Facebook page. I can't remember if I put it on Twitter or not. I will if I haven't already, and I'll certainly put it in the show notes. So stop listening, go watch it, then come back and pick up. But all right, so some initial observations for me. I mean, I'm a sucker for dystopian cyberpunk stories. So I, obviously coming on the heels of Dark Angel, I'm, I'm you know pretty psyched. What would you think? Well, I gave this solid meh. You mean overall or just okay. overall? I, I I definitely like the the setup, you know, like the the atmosphere, uh, the cinematography was great, and yeah, obviously, give me a good dystopian story, I'm I'm there, yeah, and, right? It's add in parallel universe, I'm like right. Nice. You mentioned cinematography. I mean, visually, it's very dark, as was dark except dark for, angel, except for right when they get to the gamma. Uh, Right, the exactly. Gammaverse, which was like boom, bright colors. It's you know, it's awesome. I I, I loved, I love, I, I really liked how they they did that with the colors. Right, and, cool. and since we see three universes, and people are saying, whoa, whoa, whoa back up, three universes. Uh, you know, we're not constantly in the dark. Obviously, this is a show about parallel universes that they not only exist but travel between them as possible. So. It, Right, so was actually all last night in my head, I'm, I was singing like Parallel Universe by the Red Hot Chili oh, Peppers. I have. You ever heard yeah. that song? Yeah, that's amazing. That's like uh, Californications. Like one of my dude, I'm a bass player, of course. Is. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's there, yeah, right, right. Yeah, all the Pepper stuff, like right. heavy but, on the but bass. You, Slapping but you the know, bass. It, you know, and I mentioned at the top of the show about, well, at least it's not time travel. And one of the things that I don't think we're sure yet is whether or not when they travel between universes, are they at the same fixed point in time? We don't know that yet. And, and, and you know, but it seems like they are, though, right? It, it does seem like they are, but we don't know that yet. And sure. Compared to say a show like Twelve Monkeys, which is so complex yeah. that uh, I, I can handle traveling between universes. <laughs> Right, right. It's that time travel that gets me. And, and you know, Kevin Batchelder made a comment. On, I'm not sure if it was in the Facebook group or if he just, you know, posted it on my page. But that only watching the pilot is like watching the first 15 minutes of a movie. And I understand what he's saying. And I think it sounds as if I'm going to keep going. You probably are not, at least at this uh, point. Not not right now. Maybe over the summer. But, and, you know, Kevin, that's that's... An excellent point that he makes, and he's absolutely true, and one we've discussed before, that you can't judge a show based on its pilot, and we're absolutely not judging the series at all. We're just looking at the pilot um, in isolation, and we, like we said, we, we are on record as saying that sometimes the pilot just really isn't that strong, but like a show like this might develop as it goes, and it gets better as the stories start to take root right now here, no story has taken root and everything. So it's just, it's all exposition. And, um, so and we understand that, you know, we totally understand that. And we would, while it'd be great, like, especially with 21 episodes, like, mm, no, not <laughs> right now. Uh, if you are a fan of this show, please do not take it amiss. If we are, you know, if we have critical things to say about the pilot, you know, one thing I will say is at the end of this is that I can see like the, there are many excellent possibilities for this show. You know, they really set it up well, so that there's a lot of ways they could go. And so, 
So yeah, basically what we say is not, it's just, just about the pilot. Well, and as you point out, rightly so, virtually every pilot has to be exposition heavy. And the question is always, is it enough to make you watch the second episode? So sure. uh, judging it from, from that standpoint. Now, are we to infer that one of the three universes is, you know, making air quotes better than the others? Uh, I mean, it was certainly something that 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 I wondered about. I mean, it's it certainly visually, it seems as if the gamma verse is better looking right. anyway, happier, <laughs> brighter. <laughs> but of course, well, oh yeah, well, they're they're all at the same place, right? Well, it seems like because they have like that same facility in each universe, so it's like the same geographical location. I was about to say that the the gamma might be in a nicer climate, but it's in the same geographical location as Cape Town in Alphaverse, right? Yeah, yeah it seems to be. Well, before we get to and is Alphaverse, Alphaverse seems to be where Charlie lives. But see, I thought like that's just verse because there's like a verse. Okay, they did that. And there's Alphaverse and Betaverse and Gammaverse. That confused me too the first time. And, and because what, what it does, and again, if you watch the episode, you know what we're talking about. You know, the word verse appears on the screen very early. And then a few seconds later, Alphaverse. So I'm thinking right. like you, okay, is there verse, Alphaverse, Betaverse, Gammaverse? No, I think that was just to let us know this is which verse it okay. is. Gotcha. So, because that, that confused me. Yeah, it did me as well. Which is not hard to do, by the way. I'm not saying, <laughs> I'm not saying like it was this really erudite thing. Okay. Anyway. All right. Well, the Alphaverse seems to be Charlie's home. It, it clearly is more dystopian in nature than Gammaverse. And, and certainly the little bit of Betaverse that we see, it, you know, it's certainly more dystopian than that. And, and Betaverse. Certainly, Betaverse seems pretty dark. Well, yeah, but that's the one with that guy, Elliot Krug. Right. And I mean, it, it's, I mean, it's dark. It's, it's just not as dark. And then of course, gamma verse, far more color, sort you know, really idyllic, plenty of water. But ironically, it's the people in the idyllic universe that want to blow things up. Well, they're the ones that the war is getting taken from, right? Well, so yeah, but come on. Maybe that has something to do with it. I don't know. Well, and, and, and again, that's one of those questions that, that we don't get answered. But as you And are they the ones that where the war is coming from though? Do we know that? Uh we don't know that for sure. We I just don't. know the war is coming from somewhere, right? Right. And, and and it might be neither of those places. Well, it could be. Well, oh, let's just take a a quick look at the characters that we're talking about. Uh, obviously okay. Charlie Jade, who yes. is an independent private investigator specializing in missing person cases. A lot of internal monologue. What's that? Has a lot of internal monologue. Oh, yes. And uh, and we know Wayne loves that. <laughs> and, 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 you know, I, I was really feeling the expanse here. And again, this is 2005. The expanse is 2015. So if one borrows from the other, it's it's probably the expanse borrowing from Charlie well, Jade. Yeah, I'll, I'll, Charlie Jade's definitely not borrowed from The Expanse. Right. As, Although yeah. The Expanse is a series of novels, and I'm not sure of the publication dates. But regardless, now, as he's driving around in his Aston Martin DBS6, which was a very cool car, by the way. I'm not sure how he could afford that, but uh, maybe it was an older model. Yes, yeah, I mean, if it's an older car, right? Right. But he's talking to Mona, who's a tracker 
for Charlie, and she is what the name indicates. She tracks down whoever it is he's he's looking for. Yep. Uh, Detective Soso Two Cars, and that's spelled S E W S E W, who's uh, an old acquaintance of his, who's who's a detective. So that leads us to to wonder whether or not Charlie was ever a detective himself. Maybe we don't know. Right. Papa Louie, who's the woman that Charlie goes to see for drugs yes. that seemingly help him control the visions. And we'll, we'll talk about those visions in a second. Jasmine, Charlie's girlfriend, who's a photographer and quite attractive. Yes. And then O one boxer, son of <laughs> son of the founder of Vexcor. And right. Vexcor is obviously the evil corporation that, I guess pretty much is in charge of the five corporations that seem to run things. And, and sound familiar. it does sound familiar. And, and, and that does seem to be a common theme in dystopian sci-fi. Certainly it was that way in continuum for one. Yeah. Um, After seeing this continuum seems much less original. You got a point there. I mean, certainly from that aspect of the corporations and, you know, now if, if I, if I submitted continuum to turn in.com, it would come back. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty nice percentage of plagiarism there, you know. And that's why I don't use turnitin.com. There you go. Well, we're, we're not here to uh, defend the benefits or, or defend right. Continuum. So, you know, we, we've got a couple storylines. And again, like you said, it's a lot of exposition. So so certainly the, the main thing that we get, and, and, and again, the thing that is initially confusing and, and still somewhat confusing even at the end of the story is – are the three universes communicating with each other simultaneously, right? So when we're in that that chamber and, you know, they've got those monitors that are very cool. The tech in this show is very cool. Yeah. And it, it's they're preparing to run this experiment. And we realize what they're basically trying to do is open a portal, you know, whether it's a wormhole or whatever it is, we don't know yet, from one universe to the other. And my right. guess is it's alphaverse to gammaverse. Well, yeah, because clearly gammaverse on the other side of it, right? Right, because they need water. And yes. it, was, it was a real cool visual, you know, when they finally do get it open and boom, all of this color, you know, shoots out at us. So that right. was pretty cool. And, uh, of course, we see a lot of desert scenes in Charlie's alphaverse. So, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we don't know how Alphaverse got to this point, I, I suspect mankind did something bad. And yeah, well, you could, it, it looks, yeah, like just dirty and grungy and industrial all and everything. Like, you know, it's clearly more industrial looking than the Gammaverse, which seems to be pretty, you know, bucolic, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, and I don't really know for sure what the multiverse theory says. I mean, does it say that each subsequent universe starts the same and then changes uh, as a result of its inhabitants. I would imagine that's what it, what it says, or at least that's the rules. They're so playing this is by all here. like quantum theory here, right? Yeah. Which is and, and, kind of, and, and the very little, I'm going to send every, all of the scientific, but the idea is that because of a, a world of infinite possibilities, every decision we make could then spawn an alternate universe in which the other decision was made right right and that's why it's such a good thing that both you and i have a vast background in quantum mechanics so yeah. 
<laughs> well, uh, I just obviously what I just said probably convinced anyone who knows anything about quantum that uh, that is absolutely not the truth. I, I might even know how to spell it, but I'm not positive. But <laughs> all right, so so we need- all right. So Dave, here, here's my question. Okay, all right, here's my question. So okay, so we got Charlie here, who's clearly North American, right? Yeah, we got another Charlie, Charlie's Theron. You haven't seen Mad Max yet, have you? The new one. Uh, I've seen an hour. I saw the first hour. Okay. And I can't imagine I'm going to watch the second hour. So that's that's ridiculous, by the way. But I, anyway, I, you told me that before. Go ahead. <laughs> so Shelley's Theron is in that, an American in Australia, and I'm like, where did where where did all these Americans come from? Like, I get that there's like you know Americans living all over the world and everything, but this especially like. It's not so unusual in Charlie Jade because there's, it seems like there's people from all over, right? There's all kinds of different accents um, in, in Cape Town uh, in this year. I don't even, do we know what year it is anyway? Uh, we don't. Right. But in Mad Max, like like Charlie's Theron, you, you figure she would like – they throw in a line as to why an American woman is in the outback of Australia in this post-apocalypse. And she never – in fact, we learned later that she was she grew up there. I'm like, she grew up there. Why does everyone else talk like an Australian? She's like an American when she grew up here. Like, does it? So, I don't know. Just my little rant about Fury Road, which otherwise is an incredible movie, and you should go watch the rest of it, Dave. Okay. Well, maybe sometime. But, all right. So, so we know that they're running this experiment to get water from one universe to the other. And, and, And I guess the idea is they've got that little ball of water. I guess it's a ball of water. And they're they're running a test, and the thing comes back, and it's a round watermelon with a little umbrellas in it. Right, our balls are bigger than your balls, so I guess there's humor between the verses. But, but yeah, that's that's the cheeky universe, I guess. But what I but what I wondered was, you know, when we saw those screens, is that all three universes keeping tabs on what's happening? Because obviously, one of the things that we find out is that when the terrorists, I guess it's fair to call them uh, terrorists. Easy now. All right. Well, I don't well, know if it's fair. All right. Well, the two people that explode a bomb, yeah. <laughs> the, the wormhole is open between Alphaverse and Gammaverse, yet it certainly seems to impact Betaverse. No doubt. Yeah, it certainly does. So, and, and, I mean, and I it, guess all three are somehow connected, right? Right. And we're saying all three at this point, for all we know, there might end up right. being a number more. Exactly. So then we'll have to really brush up on our uh, our Greek le- and our Greek letters. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, right. And all of that. Well, I know if, if they get to the end, I know Omega's there at the end. Yeah. But we, we've got in Gammaverse, Byrne and Rena, who apparently are aware of what Vexcore is planning to do, which is take water from them and send it to Alphaverse. Now, we don't know whether it's it's simply a question that they're afraid that they're going to drain our resources and then they'll leave us high and dry or whether they're afraid that, you know, th- that it will, you know, mess with the fabric of the universe and, and that that's why they want to stop it. So so we don't learn that in the pilot really why they want to do this. Right. right. Yeah, we have absolutely no idea why they want to do it. Right. But but they are obviously very determined to do it. Like the one guy gets, we assume, killed, and uh, and she almost gets killed. She almost gets killed, and boy, she's able to run away, firing the gun behind her, and 
and, and that was the worst gun firing I have yes. ever seen. Yeah, that was. But you know what? It, to be honest, it, it's probably much more realistic because that probably was the first time she ever even held a gun. True. So, but she's in the science fiction show, and you gotta like, you know, you gotta like jump up in the air and shoot your guns, yell "arg." I get it, but. <laughs> Regardless, they set off the explosion, which then leads to this chain reaction that apparently moves through all three universes, resulting in Charlie apparently being thrown from Alphaverse into the Betaverse and into a different Cape Town. Or is he? You know, we've got that scene where he looks he's like flicking. It seems like he's flicking between all of them. Yeah. Right? And he looks at her and she seems to look at him. Right. She, yeah, she totally sees him. So whether they. Because she's, she's about to shoot them, right? That's what it looked like. Um, so, you know, it, it, are they thrown from their respective verses into Betaverse? So, so we're not clear about exactly what's happening. But either way, they're moving around. Now, now you mentioned he seems to be, I don't know if traveling between universes is fair, but I mean, I, I, that's kind of why he takes those pills from Papa Louie because he has these visions. And the first one we see was... You know, and really kind of sets the tone for the whole show. He's he's tracking that missing person. He ends up in this dark alleyway, gets out of his car, and the next thing you know, there's a a train heading right at him at high speed. And, and if, right, see, this is where I think this this, this is definitely I'm going to criticize this because that was really cool, but because they already established the parallel universe thing, like we're just like, oh, well, this guy obviously sees stuff in the other universe. Whereas if they had put that first, then we would have been like, what the hell was that, right? Like, we wouldn't know. But but as it is, we're just like, oh. And so it's like, I think the impact of that scene, which is obviously pretty dramatic, but because it's not mysterious, I think the, the impact was lessened a lot. Um, I mean, the impact was lessened. I, I, I still think, I mean, aside from just being cool, which I, I think it was. It was cool, I, for sure. Right. I, I think it lets us know that, or, or lets us question whether or not he can see across these different universes. Or of is he can, Dave. Or, okay. Or is it that the- It's uni- not like he's imagining a metro going down, well, you know, well, like he can just see through the universes, right? Okay. But at this point, or do they- at times bleed on their own from one universe into another. I mean, we don't know at this point. I mean, I think you're right. I think it's certainly by the end of the episode, it appears that it's simply him that, that sees. And, and, and again, is it that he sees or is he actually traveling? You know, you mentioned, you know, it's like he, he, he flicker, he, you know, we're seeing, I guess what he's seeing where it'll be the gray and then the color, and then the somewhat in between when he's at Betaverse. But, you know, I'm not 100% sure yet. I mean, I guess I like the idea that the universes bleed into one another. And is it because of what they just did? But who, I don't know. Yeah, I don't think, well, again, like my theory is not so much that the universes are bleeding, but that there's certain individuals who can, A, can are aware of, or not aware, but can see between universes and maybe even travel between them as we've got at least the one girl who clearly has traveled over to Alphaverse from a different verse. Right. And that brings up, you know, a, a, another question. 
is he powerless to stop this? Is this sort of like Billy Pilgrim in Slaughterhouse Five, who who travels through time, you know, and it's it's out of his control? He's unstuck in time, right? Uh, I mean, is that the same with Charlie? Does he have any control? It doesn't appear that he does. No, yeah, it doesn't appear he has any control at all. Right, and then you mentioned the girl, and you know, why don't we bring her up at this point? Because Soso basically sends this girl to Charlie because I guess clearly he doesn't want to deal with her. Uh, Her name's Katie, and she tells her story. She was at a club, was apparently drugged, raped, and then left. Now her problem is she doesn't know where she is. She knows where she is, but everything's different. You know, it's, it's, right. it's the same, but it's not the same. She tells him, I was at this club called The Glass Door, and he tries to look it up on their version of the internet, and it doesn't exist. Right. And she's like, no, I know it exists. I, it's, I know where it is. It's just not there. Yeah, and she seems to be asking, at least she's asking the right questions, right? Right. Where Charlie, the guy who's seeing trains going down the street, He's not even like questioning this, right? Yeah. He thinks she's crazy, but he should probably at this point say, well, wait a second, hold on. Yeah. I mean, it just, maybe he just hasn't seen enough science fiction. Well, does he think he's crazy, you know, with these visions? I mean, we don't really know. See, we need to- I'm just saying like, she seems to be more heading down the line of actually figuring out what's going on than he is. Well, that's true. I mean, we needed one more voiceover from him to- uh, no, he did try to explain now, like you said, and you're right. I mean, she says I've lived here for nine years and now everything's different. Wants to go home to Cape town. And apparently we're in Alphaverse. it's Cape city, but we know where this is headed. And as you said, how did she get here? Right. Because, well, and then there's the other kid who's by his car. Who's like, you know, can I talk to you? And he's like, no. And the kid was also wearing red, like Katie was. Oh, they, I didn't notice that. Red, yeah. So at first, I was just like, "Well, what's the deal with that kid?" Obviously, that's significant. And once Katie popped in, like, "Oh, well, maybe you know these people kind of bleed through, but they are naturally like kind of gravitate towards Charlie because they're they have some kind of kinship. You know, like they they have there's something about them." that Charlie also has oh. that makes them able to exist or to see or to travel between universes. Ah, uh, and see, and he, not that he understands completely what's going on with him, but certainly more so than she does because she doesn't understand any of it. And then that boy, perhaps that's what he was going to ask Charlie about that. There's something, ah, I like that a lot, but also I think I'm right in this, you know, when he, meets her the first time that that's before the explosion takes place. That's before the portal is open. Right. So we, you know, so that even reinforces that theory even more. Yeah. And this is where probably I am impacted by having seen fringe, right? Because there was like people like Olivia who can, who can move between the universes, right. Without really much in the way of external, um, stuff sure so i think that's probably where i I got the idea having already seen fringe this just come before yeah this this came before fringe i'm i'm not so sure though when the fringe yeah fringe was like 2000 2008 yeah because i was okay so fringe is right after this okay 
So, so yeah, I mean, I, you know, I think, you know, again, another show that seems might have been influenced by Charlie Jade. What's the deal with her? Well, he gets a call from Soso, takes him into the morgue and shows him the girl's dead body. Now she was hit by a car and then Soso says, well, she doesn't exist. And we're like, okay, <laughs> it's already been pretty, pretty strange up to this point. But then of course he clarifies what he means or that she doesn't have an implant, which apparently everybody does. There's no scar where her implant was cut out. Nothing about her in the data banks. Because she's from a different universe. She's not really there. Well, exactly. We know that. Uh, but of course, Soso doesn't. Or okay. And then it gets to the point where how we don't know how common knowledge it is that multiple universes exist. Right? I mean, Charlie doesn't really say anything that leads well it doesn't seem like common knowledge at all because i mean charlie the guy who's seeing you know subways go down the middle of the street and through his car he doesn't question it right right but i think they say in the the, one of the the first voiceovers at the beginning that uh you know that they they are finally letting out that information again we don't really know how common knowledge it really is you know whether or not that's what so so suspects of this girl yeah, right, because he's, he sends her to Charlie, right? So maybe he knows kind of a little bit of what might be going on. Yeah. Well, one of the other storylines that's going on is this uh, missing person that he's tracking, and apparently he's been tracking him for three months, leads him to the street, and, and then, of course, that's where we see the train coming, uh, which leads him to Papa Louis to get the, the visions. But then later on, he tracks this missing person to, I don't know, some kind of underground parking garage looking place. I I don't know what it was. And then he says, I smell a chop shop. And of course I'm thinking like, okay, car parts. Sure. Yeah. No, not, not quite. Not quite. <laughs> uh, human parts. And not only are they human parts, they seem to, well, I don't know if it's fair to say they're still alive, but they were still moving in that glass case, which I don't know how it, ended up falling on him. But, you know, when Charlie is at, at Louie's, she says something to him that, that you know, when I mentioned about the time issue, she says channeling the spirits of the past is a gift. So then that's what threw me off about, I mean, I, look, I understand it's parallel universe and travel between universes and all that, but is it, you know, the you know, how does the time link up so you know right. we, we don't know yet but obviously yeah, that's it has something. more stay figure in there as well yeah hey before i forget what you think about the music uh, yeah i didn't really notice it during the episode but like the opening theme i thought it sounded like not like musically but in the same style as like the original doctor who oh. uh, music you know okay because i'm listening to it and i'm thinking like i know that bass player i know this music and, really? Uh, yeah, and I'm thinking like, okay, it's very Bill Laswell, very, and this is a name you might know, Ja Wobble, uh, Public Image Limited. You, oh, yeah, well, I know PIL, but okay. I mean, I don't know him that well. Right. Well, he was the first bass player, right, exactly, okay. with, with them, and they're very, I don't, I don't even know how to describe it, I guess it's sort of like dub- psychedelic i don't know but but it just had that feel that i really really liked i mean it just you know so did you call did you call the bass player on that did you i, I don't know if it actually is him or not oh, it just okay. it I just really i'd be super impressed if you 
you're able to make that call. That'd be, that'd be. Yeah. But, uh, you know, very, just very stylish, very, it just, it just fit really well. All right. Well, he's out continuing to track and he ends up out in the desert at this gas station. And of course, this is again where he's traveling between universes and it seems to be beyond his control at this point, right? He sees the gas pumps that are all rusted out and then, and then they're not. Right. And it really seems to have an impact on him. You know, this, this scene, even more than the train scene. And I'm not sure why. Maybe starting to question more. Like, you know, because if you're, if you're crazy, like, why would you imagine different gas pumps, you know? Yeah. Like, okay, I got, a, if I'm going crazy and I'm seeing a bus, that's kind of dramatic, right? Like, that's like something that seems like something if I were really having illusions that, that, you know, seeing a, a, a big train go down the street would be something along the lines, but just to see the gas pumps change up, mm, that seems a little mundane for uh, a, uh, you know, for an adult mind. Well, no, I, I, I get what you're saying. And yeah, again, I get Do you? Cause I'm not sure. I do. Well, no, no, I, I, I it's, You'd think there'd be something more complex, more heavy hitting, yeah. more like like imagine like like a big evil like Darth Vader type character chasing you, or imagine that you're about to get eaten by a dinosaur, but you're not going to imagine like gas pumps. No, you wouldn't think so. Although that's what was in front of him, and, and, and I guess that that leads to the other question. It, it just seems to you know, is everything the same in each universe? So in other words. And you would think the answer would be no, not really, because, you know, the the scenes where, you know, we got that one scene where Charlie's traveling through the desert following that helicopter, while at the same time, Rena and Byrne are preparing, you know, for, you know, what turns out to be, you know, the, the, the bombing. Meanwhile, Elliot Krug is on the run because he wants to stop the experiment. And again, that's, but he's in Betaverse. So... As far as we know, the experiments between Alpha and Gamma. So, what does Beta know? So then, that's what leads me to believe that they're all in contact with each other, and that perhaps they alerted Beta. Hey, we're going to be doing this, batting down the hatches. Sure. Oh yeah. I, it, yeah. I totally agree. It definitely does seem like there's uh, direct contact between the uh, the universes. Right. And, and and there's that one scene, you know, where, where Charlie sees the bridge and I guess it's the same bridge in, in two different universes. Mm-hmm. But the opening closes and then they're like freaking out. They want to shut it down. They don't seem to be able to shut it down. And then, of course, that's, you know, when Charlie comes face to face with Rena as as the bomb that that she planted goes off, which then leads us into that final scene where Charlie is unconscious lying in, I mean, yeah. it looks like a desert, right? I guess it could be the well, beach. And, well, and that's where it started, right? Like that first scene was like, it seemed like a desert with like fog or smog yeah. in the background, right? Yeah. Except in this one, the sky seems to be pure blue, right? Right. And uh, so again, I'm thinking, All right, is this just like a big beach? Is he in Gammaverse and, and the, the camera's going to pan out and we're going to see the ocean? We don't find out. But then that young girl comes up and that was just, that was awesome. She says, I found one. I can't believe yep. it. 
<laughs> and then we go to credits and it's like, yeah. okay. So then that makes me think, and I didn't think this at the time, but but I, I, I have since we've been talking here, is that that kind of supports maybe your theory yeah. that he's one of however many people that are able to travel. And for some reason, this little girl knows about him. So is right. this a fourth universe? Don't know. Yeah, I know. See, I know you're going to want to watch the second episode, aren't you? <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe next week. Okay. Maybe. We got Flash ends this week, uh, Arrow ends this week, so we'll see. Maybe next week I'll, I'll think about it. Yeah. But, uh, you know, as you said at the top of the show, there, you know, it really sets into motion a lot of storylines, a lot of mysteries that, you know, for, for me, I, and obviously I've got to get everything else under control, the things that, that I'm already involved with. But I, I certainly expect to watch at least one or two episodes this weekend if I get the, you know, I'm going to try to make the chance because, you know, I, I liked it. Um, you know, in terms of the grade, I mean, I certainly a solid B for me, maybe a B plus. I'll give it a C plus. Okay. You know, and, and here's the thing. Okay. I just... I, it really like people probably think I just like the minute I hear a voiceover that I automatically poo poo the rest of the episode. And that's not the case. There's a lot about this episode. I loved, especially how they set up the end, which leaves for just so many possibilities of stories stemming from that. So I thought that was very well done. What I didn't like was how they forego other types of narrative to just force feed you this, voiceover right that's so just it's sac so not saccharine it's just so artificial right which i guess film is an artificial medium but the voiceover kind of like i said it pulls you out of it and because he's like the hardened detective and he's got a substance abuse problem and he lives on a boat right and all this stuff that's so just like like it's like Sam Spade or just your typical, you know, cliche private detective stuff. You know, I guess I just look for more, you know, like I, I couldn't like, yeah, I know it's, it's me, but I just couldn't like get off of this whole thing of like all the cliches. Like for one thing, I was just like, oh, he's just every cliche here except for the substance abuse problem. And then he goes to see Papa Louie. I'm like, oh, there we go. So... Yeah, although I would argue in that case, he's really using it in, in, right, from a, true. medicinal to try to stop exactly. the visions. But he's not doing it through like like official medical, you know, like he's kind of going off off book here. Well, right. His girlfriend even asks him if he's going to ever go to a real doctor. Right. And right. I think he basically says, uh, no. Right. But but you know I know what you mean and and that's you know, that that connection I had with the expanse and I can't think of the character's name you know the guy with the you know where his head shaved sort of on one side and his hair's real long uh, oh yeah I can't think right. of his name uh, t Thomas James exactly right you know right. The, sort of that same kind of kind of character and, and then of course you know look we've just come off of ten episodes or thirteen episodes of Jessica Jones and. The noir detective doesn't get much better than that. Exactly. And, but they kind of, you know, but they spin it, you know, like, sure. it's kind of like we talked about with uh, Lost Girl at, in like the early episodes where they took those cliches and twisted it a little bit uh, so that it's not a, an actual cliche. You know, they've, they've turned it around and Jessica Jones does that pretty well. I don't know if they really did it so well here, but like I said, 
it's a pilot, right? And I think probably if you ask me, does it have more going for it than not going for it? I'd say absolutely. It has a lot going for it. They, they've set up this very rich, like, ground, uh, like, soil here that they can grow, like, some really fantastic plot points out because we don't know what's going on, right? Yeah. Like, at, at the end of the episode, we're just like, there's so many things that we have questions about, and that's great. You know, that that's awesome. So focus on the positive. That's it right there. Well, yeah, and for me, they're really outside of Fringe. I'm really come at, at a loss to think of another parallel universe story out there you know in television I mean, right. i'm sure there's something uh, but i'm well flash but you don't want to watch that anymore good so. point. Oh, earth and earth too yeah yeah <laughs> i guess that's a good example of what not to do but well oh stop okay. all right sorry <laughs> all right well anything else you want to say about this one nope um, nope all right well you know, I liked it. Uh, obviously, I liked it more than you did. and I didn't hate it. I understand. Okay. okay. Uh, now, I mentioned to you earlier today that you got to choose the next one. Oh, right. I was at. supposed to choose something. Okay. All right. So I had a couple ideas. Okay. So, okay. So one was, you haven't seen Hemlock Grove. I have not. Have you? So that was one. And uh, Life on Mars okay. was the other one. And um, well, that was really as far as I got. Okay, All right. <laughs> Except for Daredevil, you see, you've seen Daredevil. I, saw, I saw the pilot. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So, and you you've seen Life on Mars too, right? Uh, I have. Yeah. I think you loaned me the discs one time, and I. Okay. So why don't we go with the pilot of Hemlock Grove? Sounds good. All right. All right. All right. Well, now that we got that settled, we want to thank you for joining <laughs> us tonight. We'd love to hear from you with follow ups about Dark Angel, Charlie Jade, Hemlock Grove. Anything else you think we should be watching? And and I think Wayne said last week, you know, we're certainly open to suggestions. Sure. Also like to encourage you to join the Facebook group. And if you're already a member, spread the word. Emails to sci-fi TV rewatch at gmail.com or voicemails via the speak pipe tab, which you can access through the website. But until then, Dave, I don't know where I am. I don't know how I got here. <laughs>